Chapter Twenty One of Tom Playfair or Making a Start by Francis J. Finn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Twenty One In Which Tom Meets with a Bitter Trial. In the events I have narrated as happening after the night of the first Friday in November, I purposely avoided enlarging upon the grief and horror of that dreadful accident. One would think, judging from what I have related of Tom, that our cheerful little hero had been strangely unimpressed by the tragic incident. This, however, is a wrong inference. True, Tom, by being sent to the infirmary, was wisely spared the sad sights incident upon the burial of his two friends. After leaving the dormitory, he never saw the face of Green again, face more beautiful and composed in death than it had ever been in the years of college life. Nor did he ever again see the face of the gentle boy who had asked his prayers. Had he seen it, he would have recognized the same beautiful expression which had thrown a halo upon the countenance when the boy had uttered, Sweetheart of Jesus, be my love. Nevertheless, the accident had deeply affected Tom. He knew that his own escape from instant death had fallen little short of a miracle, and every night, from his inmost heart, he thanked God that he had been spared to make his first communion that green had been taken away just as he had conquered his passions and made a start for the better and that alec had been called to god on the very day he had completed his ninth first friday seemed to tom to be a wondrous manifestation of god's mercy it was a lesson too it filled his little heart with a burning desire to receive our lord in the sacrament of his love among catholic boys as i have known them such feelings and affections show themselves outwardly in a somewhat negative manner they do not manifest themselves indeed in conversation save by increased carefulness in avoiding anything sinful joke and jest play and study may go on in all seeming as before but the change for all that may be radical and lifelong it was a happy day for tom when on the fifteenth of february the first communion class was organized i dare say that no small boy who ever attended st mars set about the work of preparation as tom did each day he had his catechism lesson prepared with a thoroughness that was beyond criticism. Nor, in the meantime, did he neglect his other studies. Indeed, owing to his long absence, it became necessary for him to apply himself very hard, in order to put himself on a fair footing with his classmates. Unfortunately, the semi-annual examinations were upon him before he could repeat all the class matter he had missed, and when, on the 22nd of February, the class standing was published, Tom stood at the foot of his class, with but sixty merit marks out of a hundred. "'I hope my father won't get mad about it,' he remarked to Harry Quip, and, as he spoke, he looked quite serious. "'Oh, I'm sure he won't mind it,' said Harry. "'He knows you've missed several weeks.' "'Yes, but Pa's getting mighty strict. He thinks I'm awful careless. The fact is, we like each other immensely, but Pa doesn't know what to make of me.' In these few words, Tom had set down the relations quite clearly. Mr. Playfair loved his boy, but as for understanding him, that was another question. Clearly, if Mr. Playfair had ever been a boy himself, he had either forgotten that circumstance, or he had been cast in quite a different mold from his son. The wall of misunderstanding had been rising higher between them ever since Tom reached the age of reason. Such relations between father and son are not uncommon. Tom's forebodings on this occasion were not without foundation. 
several days later he was summoned to the president's room on entering he saw at once from the reverend father's face that something had gone wrong ah tommy how are you studying pretty hard sir and how are you getting on with your teacher i like him very much if he's got anything against me lately he hasn't told me anything about it are you sure you've had no trouble lately yes father i'm getting ready for my first communion well tom i've very bad news for you anybody sick at home sir no it regards yourself your father is very much displeased with your bulletin oh i got low notes because i missed a lot of classes mr middleton says i've caught up already your father knew you had been absent too but there must have been something more in your bulletin some remark indicated that you were not giving satisfaction for your father sends me imperative orders to take you out of the communion class at once a strange expression came over tom's face every nerve seemed to be a quiver till that moment tom himself had had no idea of the ardent desire with which he looked forward to his day of days don't take it too much to heart my boy continued the president both touched and edified at the way in which tom received the news i have a hope that further examination will discover some mistake you mustn't give up hope yet i'll inquire about your bulletin and find out just how things stand as soon as possible thank you father said tom in the meantime offer your trial to god my boy it comes from him his ways are not our ways and when he sends us trials he wishes us to bear up under them cheerfully i'll try to swallow it sir but it's rough tom went directly to the chapel prostrated himself before the blessed sacrament and there prayed fervently when he entered he was dazed bewildered when he left three minutes later he was comparatively calm there is no sorrow that prayer cannot soothe and children's sorrows god be thanked for it are quickest to yield their bitterness to fervent prayer no one observing tom playing at foot and a half within the same hour could imagine that the nimble lad all gaiety in motion had just met the second great sorrow of his life the death of his mother had been the first a week elapsed before he was again summoned by the president well tom things are looking a little brighter there's been a grave blunder report was sent to your father that your conduct had been highly unsatisfactory now those words were put in your bulletin by some clerical error they belong to some other boys i have just written your father how matters stand and i'm quite sure that all will be right within a week tom grinned excessively and finding some difficulty in keeping both feet upon the floor hastened to leave the room whereupon he danced all the way back to his yard until news came from mr playfair tom was in great glee how eagerly he hastened to the president's room to hear the final word he entered all aglow and smiling but the glow gave way to ashen whiteness and the smile disappeared instantaneously something there was in the president's face which warned him that his troubles were not yet over i've been a little surprised tom by the tenor of your father's letter he says he is glad to learn that your conduct is so satisfactory and that you are doing so well in your studies but he adds that he has been doubting for some time about the propriety of your making first communion on other grounds i used to give lots of trouble at home explained tom humbly i guess pa thinks i need more time to reform he is acting through love for you tom he wants to make sure that you are well prepared he suspects that your levity of disposition is a sign that you are too young yes assented tom sadly i'd be better off if i could go around with a long face however 
added the president, suppressing a smile. He leaves the matter in my hands. Tom brightened at once. Judging from the drift of his letter, though, I think that he would prefer you to wait. Tom's face fell again. Now, my boy, you have your choice. If you insist, I shall allow you to rejoin the communion class. Tom thought for a moment, then suddenly a light flashed from his eyes, the light of an inspiration. Father, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give it up for this year. He did not explain his reasons, but for the father no explanation was needed. Tom had taken the side of strict obedience and of sacrifice. God will bless you for that resolution, my boy. Your communion, when it comes, will be all the happier, and even if you have been disobedient at times, the act you have now made will more than atone. You have chosen wisely, and God's blessing will be upon the choice. Tom departed happy, but the pain and struggle were not over. At times an intense longing would come upon our little friend. On the feast of St. Joseph patronage, when sixteen little lads knelt at the altar to receive for the first time their divine master, Tom's eyes became very moist. One tear trickled down his honest face, and with the dropping of that tear all his sadness was gone. There was no relaxation in his studies, meantime. Looking forward to his first communion, he consecrated every day to preparation, and so, when the last examination came, Tom won highest honors in his class, with ninety-nine merit marks after his name. Poor Tom! Between him and his communion, another tragic experience was to intervene. Upon this ruggish little boy, God seemed to have special designs. End of chapter 21 Recording by Maria Therese